0: Welcome back, podcast pals, to Sound Scientific with Bonnie and Avril. We are here with episode eight. And today's episode, we finally get into some sexy science. The paper is titled, Do Rats Have Orgasms? So (laughs) buckle up. This is a journey into science. Science. What is it all about? All right, but we all know the drill. First, let's talk about our weeks. Bonnie, how was your weeks?
1: Um, A lot of things. I (laughs) have gone from emotional turmoil, losing weight, fucked up dreams, full stress, nearing a breaking point, to now feeling just fine and happy that I'm busy and kind of just got over that. (laughs) Just
0: full circle.
1: Full circle. It was a lot. Um, But yeah, now it's just kind of... Super busy with everything and feeling productive and no longer overwhelmed. I think I just had to take a day.
0: Just had to take a day. Yeah.
1: And then um, that's pretty much. I feel like my weeks are it. just super quick.
0: Love that. Yeah. What about you? Oh, my God. I've had, oh, mine's very food-based. Mm-hmm. I've had French onion soup twice in the past two weeks. Yum. Delicious. Favorite soup. Best part about winter. But I've also been addicted to quesadillas. Yum. So good. And I think it's more so because I just want to eat Cholula. What's that? The hot sauce. Oh. And so, not sponsored, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in the past, like, two I've used up, like, three quarters of a thing of Cholula. I need to try the sauce. You have to. Yeah.
1: We should have got it out with the poppers. Damn it.
0: Oh, my God. I missed opportunity. Fuck. Oh, well. Damn wow. it. More poppers next time. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's been it.
1: You've been in the lab crazy testing, Yeah, and now that's over.
0: True, that's over. But I took Chubb on a two-hour walk yesterday, which was hilarious, and she was so tired. But she's wafer thin now, so.
1: Because she was getting chunky. Chunky. Not to body shame your dog, but she was like, she (laughs) she had rolls, and she's an (laughs) Italian greyhound.
0: Everyone loves her. (laughs) (laughs) But like, there's just more to love. So, um, yeah, that's it. And that was your week. And that was my week. So um, now that that's covered, let's get into rat orgasms.
1: So we thought it would be interesting to find out if rats have orgasms. And it was actually really funny because when... We decided we were gonna do rat orgasms for this week's episode and then you went and found the paper. And I was like, Oh, she found it so quickly I wonder like if she found the right one or like you know, how she found it so easily and then the title of it is Do rats have orgasms? (laughs) Just right to the point. That's it. So, in 2016, James Faust and colleagues investigated if rats have orgasms. And again, this isn't a paper that's like one experiment per paper. It's kind of like they collated a bunch of information. So, it's almost a review paper on all the evidence around rats having sex. Yep. Yeah. And so, basically, the way to find out if rats have orgasms, first you have to know or define what an orgasm is. And the term orgasm comes from the Greek term orgasmos, meaning excitement or swelling, which is on par. On par. Um, And this is synonymous with sexual climax or the apex of copulation or masturbation.
0: Also sounds like a superhero. Orgasm. Orgasmos.
1: Orgasmos does. Yeah, it does.
0: My favourite superhero. (laughs) To find out or infer orgasm-like responses in other species, they made a behavioural criteria to use for comparison from subjective, so self-described human orgasm experiences and relate this to other animals.
1: Yeah. Um, And there are two biological systems at play under orgasms, I guess. So you've got the physical anatomy, penis and clitoris, and then there's also the neuroanatomy, so the brain regions that are involved. And we'll go into detail about those soon. But first, a scientific definition of orgasms, which is so great.
0: So so pure. It is,
1: yeah, it's so pure. So first of all, orgasms are controlled by the autonomic nervous system. And this is your nervous system that is involved with involuntary processes. So things like breathing, blinking, heart rate, things that your body naturally does without you thinking about it and the spinal cord is also involved, and then it's orgasms ultimately processed in the brain.
0: So objectively, an orgasm is defined as a spinal reflex that results in rhythmic muscle contractions of the pelvic floor and anus, usually coincides with ejaculation or coming, thank you Bonnie for that wee (laughs) note, in men and contractions of the cervix and uterus in women. So oversimplifying what goes on between body and brain in the process, but... Essentially, there is tactile stimulation of these areas. So, penis clitoris. Thank you, Bonnie. And then their areas activate sensory nerves, which enter the spinal cord, which causes muscle contractions leading to an orgasm.
1: And there are a bunch of nerves that they listed in this paper, but we just don't need to get into them. There was so many. But the most important one is the hypogastric nerve, which activates sympathetic outflow for orgasm.
0: So that's the anatomy or physical body parts involved. And then there are the brain parts. And again, without naming 20 or more brain areas mentioned in this paper. Basically, there are parts of the brain in humans that light up under an fMRI scans during an orgasm, and the areas that light up or change are similar across males and females. So basically, the same brain structures across across both males and females during orgasms are more or less the same. And so we can conclude that the um, that there are certain areas of the brain and body parts involved with orgasm. So you can put these into a criteria of what equals an orgasm.
1: Yeah, because subjectively, so personal experience, it's very easy to define. Like I know what an orgasm is, but from a scientific point of view, objectively, you have to define it in parts. So yep. what's what parts of the body are involved? What parts yep. of the brain are involved? How do they connect? Because that's what scientists do. I exactly, guess.
0: and then also seeing it in. MRI scans, actually seeing brain activity changes and contraction contraction of muscles and things like that, like hard evidence of yeah. what's actually happening, not just, yeah, it felt real good.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay, well, which part of your brain li- <laughs> lit up then there, Martha? You know? <laughs> Next, still under the brain part side of things, are neurotransmitters that are involved in orgasm. Now, neurotransmitters are chemical substances in the brain. So ones you might know are like adrenaline or serotonin, and they basically affect your mood. Now, in orgasms, uh, there are multiple neurotransmitter systems involved in the subjective feelings of pleasure. And the post-sex satisfaction. So this is why you feel so accomplished after an orgasm and also want to pass out after. These neurotransmitters sort of help create your moods and they're really highly involved in the orgasm process.
0: Yes, and then on um, another fun bonus one is that um, oxytocin changes and so that's also why you want to have a wee spoon after too. (laughs)
1: Because the rise in oxytocin.
0: Yes, cute. Interestingly, heroin addicts describe the rush of euphoria they experience after injecting heroin in sexual terms, equating it to an orgasm. So they describe it, they're like, oh my god, it was like an orgasm. Yeah, So it's like crazy. so,
1: yeah, it feels so great that yeah. they equate it to sex-like feelings. Yeah, and
0: that's, so that's the opioid system role. Being
1: stimulated, Yeah. Yeah. So, given this description of orgasms, you can kind of now take that and build a criteria, because again, science. In this paper, they have behavioral criteria, and there's three items. The first is physiological criteria, so that's things with the anatomy and brain again, so we've got pelvic floor and anal muscle contractions that stimulate ejaculation in the male, or cervical contractions in the female. Criteria number two is short-term behavioural changes reflecting reward state. For example, going back for more because it's pleasurable and then also stopping once the sex is done. And then three is long-term behavioural changes, so strengthening the patterns or association with partners or places associated with the reward state, so happy sexy time, post-orgasm.
0: So the criteria is a way to break it down and then it makes it actually a testable Phenomena. So yeah. you're like, we see these aspects of it, and so we go and look for these aspects in other species, and that's how we can decide if they're having the same experiences. Yeah,
1: like to look for something in another animal, you have to know what you're looking for first, and so they're just like, it's like writing... It's like they're writing a definition, sort yeah. of, of it. Yeah.
0: But the big question is, is it unique to humans? And so now that we have a criteria and we know what to look for in other animals... Here we go, rats. And so from here, note that you have to describe it as an orgasm-like responses instead of having orgasms because of the lack of verbal confirmation. So similar to the dog jealousy situation, we can't say that the dogs are jealous. We have to say that they are displaying jealous behaviors
1: because we can't ask them. We can't. Ask are you jealous?
0: Yeah, and we can't ask the rats if they're having orgasms. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes um, <laughs> um, so first things first do rats have a penis and clitoris yes tick first step of the physiological side of things done and then next males have similar nerves that activate ejaculation reflexes
1: that we've found in humans that we've found yep. in
0: humans so it's um same kind of
1: same sort of mechanics yep yeah
0: Um, and then females have cervical reflexes that depend on pelvic floor muscle contraction so contractions are happening and they have nerves that stimulate ejaculation and so criteria number one
1: it's very same same to what is found in humans but in the rat equivalents Yep, exactly and then what is cool, so they've obviously these, they've found these muscle and nerve structures in the rats, but then to thoroughly test it, they've manipulated the anatomy and neurotransmitters to um, test. So they anesthetized rat penises and what they found when these rats were anesthetized, they didn't penetrate females and they didn't ejaculate which is interesting. Mm-hmm. They also, on the other side of the coin, stimulated the rats with toothbrushes and found the opposite, that they came, which I would just imagine the poor sod, oh, no. like the new student it that's come in. It would be the ass. Like, oh, here's tests you have to do. What is it? See that toothbrush over there? No,
0: oh no, welcome to this lab group. Guess what you're doing? <laughs> this, is, this is the one they like. Oh,
1: but it, for science, it has to be done. It has to be done. Weirder mm. things have happened.
0: Absolutely. And at least it's a pleasure state. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, so that was the anatomy manipulation. And then the neurotransmitter manipulation. They kind of fucked with their um, opioid receptors. And when they gave rats this chemical, naloxone, mm-hmm. that blocks your opioid... Receptors.
0: Yeah, so it's inhibiting a pathway that would usually happen. Yeah,
1: okay, so um, when the opioid receptors or systems were fucked with, yeah, yeah, were disrupted by this chemical naloxane, it um, meant that the rats lost their desire for sex. Crazy. So, yeah, they're stimulating and manipulating these areas that are associated with sex and ejaculation, and they found things out. Um,
0: Yeah. and they um similarities close to us that meet that criteria mm-hmm. and so we're on the right track That's a and then way I've put it so up. Anatomically and neuroanatomically, they are the same. So same, same as us. um, And rats meet the first criteria. Mm. Yeah.
1: Same, same, but different.
0: So now we have to look at the behavior. Um, So the second criteria is the short-term behavior. So things that reflect immediate awareness of a pleasurable reward state. So, for example, they give off these little 50 hertz little squeals, moans.
1: (laughs) During sex. During sex and right
0: before. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and they reinstate, and they reinstate sex until they're done. So they go back for more. And so the females will um, solicit after copulation has happened, and then they'll do it for a few times until they are satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then after the deed is done and they've had their orgasm-like response, um, the behavioral relaxation will follow it. And mm-hmm. so they aren't initiating sex anymore, and they are done.
1: And then she starts, after usually about four times, she starts fighting the male off when he comes over for sex or starts to play in defensive behavior, basically saying, yep. I'm done. So it's like they know what's going on. They're experiencing pleasure. Oh, no. They're displaying behaviors that represent... <laughs> <laughs> It's so annoying talking like that. But then also, this is a science communication podcast.
0: Yep. Um, And so, quick shout out to female rats. They are the ones that control and initiate sex. And so, they run back and forth and they do little hops and... um,
1: They run the game. They run
0: the game. They're hustling.
1: And the male is just like running after them. Is this this okay? And like, no. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shout out female rats. (laughs)
1: The third criteria is the long-term behaviour changes, and these are behaviours that depend on the reward state induced by orgasm-like responses, so they kind of... Um,
0: so they've had this experience, yeah, and then because it was a pleasurable and rewarding experience, they change their behaviour so that they increase the behavior
1: yeah they have a desire for the sex based on previous experiences and they go back for more and long-term behavior changes arise through associative learning in this case um so a very classic example of classical conditioning conditioning is Pavlov's dogs so there was this guy and he had this dog hooked up to a machine that measured its dribble outtake basically and what he did is he noticed every time the dog smelt some food he would start to drool so then he rang a bell right before he um, gave the dog food and the dog would dribble and then he thought okay if I ring the bell enough the dog will associate the bell with about to be getting fed and he'll drool lots so he did he associated those two things a lot so the bell food bell food bell food eventually he could ring the bell and then without any food present the dog would drool a lot because the dog associate associated bell means food yeah. so that's classical conditioning and that's what we're talking and then about without, here yeah
0: and then without the food being part of it a bell wouldn't make a dog salivate yeah before the association yeah. before the association so there's the conditioned and there's the unconditioned yeah yeah so So that's
1: classic psych 101 on classical conditioning
0: and now you can close your textbook and
1: (laughs) call it a day call it a day um so this is the same thing but in rats they have the association to a place and to a partner in terms of the sex time. For the place association, they ran some tests. So they used rat sex dungeons, <laughs> or just these little test chambers. Sex and dungeon
0: sounds way better. It sounds
1: way better. Obviously. So you've got a chamber, and it's got three parts to it. Let's call them A, B, and C. And the rat has gone into chamber C, and it's had some fun, sexy time, had some orgasm-like responses, and all that fun stuff. And then um, over in chamber A, they also had been in that place, but they didn't have any sex or anything fun. It was, like, or the control. Yeah. yeah, no no reward. It was, like, the control. And then what they do, they put them back into Chambered section them. B, so, like, the middle part of it, um, and they've got a choice. Do I go back into section A, the control, or section C with all the sexy, fun stuff, and... Can you guess? They went into the fun sex box rather than the boring old control box. And so because they had associated fun, sex, reward, pleasure time with that part of the chamber mm-hmm. compared to the other section. How good. How fun. How
0: fun. Fun, so that, sexy yeah, time. So
1: that's the association to a place. For a place. And yep. then
0: there's also an association to partner. And so to test this, they had partners and then they had one neutral scent, almond or lemon, and they would scent one of the rats, one of the partners, and then they would have fun, sexy rat time with a scented partner, and then they would give the rat a choice between a scented and an unscented partner. And because of that association they have with the sexy time with the scented rat, they go and choose that rat again because that's associated with the pleasure state. Yeah, but
1: it wouldn't necessarily be the exact same rat. They would just do other rats but scented with the same um, almond oil or something. Yeah, so they associate
0: that with a pleasure state and so they go and seek that more. Yeah. So due to the reward state that they have had associated with the sexual activity or orgasm-like responses in specific places and partners, it creates long-term behavioral changes that reinforce copulation. Which is sex. Sex. Um, (laughs) Then they go back seeking the reward. Sex. And so they are aware of the sexual stimuli and they behave in ways to maximize the reward. So they know that it's pleasurable and they go back for more of it.
1: All this means that... Yes, rats display physiological and behavioural changes consistent with the induction of orgasm-like responses during sexual interaction. And, to translate, basically they probably have orgasms as they fulfil the criteria of orgasms based on the subjective experiences described by humans. But again, we can't say that they have orgasms because we can't assume a perception on an animal and we can't ask them, did you have an orgasm? Um, so we don't have that verbal communication like we do with humans. So that's why we've, yeah. So that's why you say they display orgasm-like responses. Mm-hmm. And they do.
0: I was talking about this with Lara, my sister, and mm-hmm. she was like, well, what's the point? Who cares? You know, who cares? <laughs> and it's interesting because orgasms, people are like, oh, is it really necessary? And so they showed it really well. If they deactivated these aspects of it, they didn't want to have sex, so they mm. lost the desire to. They didn't go back for more. And so it's like... We have to have something that's pleasurable during sex so that we have it to reproduce.
1: Yeah, like people always say, oh, humans are the only animals that have sex sex for pleasure that's mm-hmm. like well bullshit yep. that doesn't actually make sense no. because it's not like having a baby is mm-hmm. such an indirect benefit of having sex it mm-hmm. happens so much later yep. so it's like of course the thing that's going to continue yep. the, um, your species it should be this thing that's like highly rewarded highly yep. enjoyable so that the species actually want to do it actually wants to and do then it. they reproduce it's yes. not the other way around exactly. you have sex because it's of you reproducing little sex
0: trap Yeah, feels great
1: absolutely
0: Absolutely. So that's
1: why it's interesting in terms of um, like the evolutionary implications. Yep. It's not like if rats can have orgasms, mm-hmm. then it shows that they probably have sex just yeah. for pleasure. Especially it's not because all they're just yeah.
0: Super successful.
1: Well, and having sex. Yeah. Yeah. So many rat babies. And imagine bunnies. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find out if bunnies
1: Do bunnies have <laughs> orgasms
0: <laughs> be And cause one.
1: and another thing is they always attribute um, you know, they say, like, oh, dolphins apparently have orgasms. Yeah. I haven't read into that paper or whatever. But it's like, I mean, they probably do. And yep. they always attribute dolphins as being super smart, super smart. And then, like, chimpanzees and things like that. So this is a really, like, lower-tier animal yep. in terms of intelligence or whatever um, spectrum you want to put them on mm-hmm. that is also having orgasms. And you know we good love to them. shout out
0: the underdog. Yeah. You know? you good know, for we, them. we love a moment. And just quick-fire, 4 plus 6?
1: Is 10.
0: Math podcast
1: Yeah. Another interesting point we thought of was, oh, so obviously there was an oxytocin release after six. And, everything. and then they also showed that rats, the female rats, when they're done with sex, they start putting up defensive behaviours and they start fighting the males off. And we thought that's interesting because that's that no doesn't...
0: Spooning. That's not spooning.
1: That's, that's not spooning. That doesn't align with oxytocin release. So I wonder if it's like
0: what yeah, the actual yeah. rat
1: sort of play out is. Yeah, But it's like the oxytocin release encourages like, you know... Bonding, the love. pair bonding. yeah. Pair bonding and that, but then the rat's going, Maybe fuck off, Maybe it's they're not monogamous. Maybe it's a
0: monogamous thing.
1: Yeah. See, that's interesting. Yeah. Do, like, birds do spooning
0: after yeah. sex. <laughs>
1: after they've um, rub their co-workers like, together.
0: We need an animal that spoons after sex and then see if they have orgasms and if they're monogamous.
1: Yeah. <gasps> see? We just thought of that on the fly, guys. On the fly. That's, that's why it's so interesting. Science. There's so many things you could do. So many things. So we are also nearing the time ten. of season one. Oh my god. We're just gonna call ten episodes a season because yep. why not? Because why not? And um, two left. So we have two left after this and then we start our new exciting series, Down Under.
0: Down under <laughs> And you may be thinking, Oh, so Australian animals, wrong. Nope. Under the sea, down under the sea <laughs> <laughs> is obviously. <that> clear? <laughs> it's going to be so
1: confusing. So yeah, that's very exciting. Yes, yeah,
0: So keep listening, and if there is a oceanic marine animal you'd like us to talk about,
1: send it through. Send it
0: through because we're going to try to do them a bit differently and talk about a few papers and the really cool findings about them. So yeah, yeah. So send it through anything you're interested in. We love the feedback. Yeah thanks for listening hope you learned something about yourself and also rats
1: um instagram is sound scientific and twitter is sound scientific
0: share the s thanks guys cool bye this is a journey into
1: science
0: what is it all about